This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live. Bill Ford, tough studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. All eyes were on LeBron James last night at the Garden after his ankle that hurt him so much the night before was miraculously cured as he came out and not only played last night, but played into overtime and had a triple-double. So lucky for him that he's such a quick healer. Uh, But this is an annoying loss for the Knicks, and I think it's sort of a microcosm of who they are, which is a team that's okay. A team that can't play well at home and a team that usually when another superstar, even if it's LeBron James in his late 30s, comes into the garden, that person usually is the best player on the court and ends up winning the game. And and that's what's just so frustrating with this team. Do I prefer them to have a record like this and be above 500 and be in a playoff conversation as opposed to being one of the three worst teams in the NBA with the highest chance at a lottery. It's tough. Quite honestly, I'm not sure. Because we know that that one guy can change your entire fortune in the NBA. And the only way that you can get that guy, well, it's one of two ways you can get that guy, is the disgruntled superstar who wants to leave somewhere or a team that's rebuilding trades a guy like Donovan Mitchell, or you get him in the draft. So if the Knicks aren't getting that disgruntled superstar, which they haven't been able to do, you know, and haven't been able to get those guys to come in free agency, whether it was Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or Donovan Mitchell via trade or Kawhi Leonard or anybody, none of them end up playing here. And and the next way that you can get those guys is through the draft. And maybe I do want them to be horrible and try to get another guy in the draft. And it's just what are the Knicks right now? Average. And that's just in the NBA. That's the worst it's place. NBA to be. hell. Yeah. Well, I put it NBA purgatory. Oh, that too. Because you're you're waiting, and then generally you go to hell. So you're like an NBA purgatory. You're waiting to see who calls you, and guess what? It's usually hell. And this is why when we had these conversations this summer, and I did a lot of shows with Sal this summer, and he would sit there, and I love R.J. Barrett. I do. I the resigning him after the Donovan Mitchell thing didn't happen, or they actually took that off the table by resigning him because I guess they had had enough with the negotiations. I was like, fine, I like R.J. Barrett. I think he's got a chance to be a superstar player. He's been a good player. He has not taken that next step, but he's been good. He's been solid. But I said, if you have a chance to get Donovan Mitchell, and I argued with him about this, I'm like, you go get Donovan Mitchell. And part of that was what you were just talking about. I don't care what it takes to get him here. You got to get him here because who comes with him? 
Then all of a sudden, it's not just the Knicks. It's the Knicks and Donovan Mitchell. Who wants to play with Donovan Mitchell? Maybe that next superstar all of a sudden wants to be here for, yes, Madison Square Garden in New York, but Donovan Mitchell's there. All these other guys, they've, they're good. Jalen Brunson's been outstanding. He really has. But you, you need that next level guy. And Donovan Mitchell, to me, was that guy. And they didn't get it done. Yeah, and I was screaming about that from the beginning. I'm still disappointed. Took all the air out of my balloon going into this season for the Knicks. The fact they didn't end up a member of the Knicks. Now, I understand that there's some extenuating circumstances there. That the Knicks did offer things that would have gotten it done, I think, if there was another general manager out there other than Danny Ainge, who, one, didn't want to help the Knicks and also didn't want to put the player exactly where he wanted to go. I really do believe that you that's You're going to have to overpay, and I know that. I get it. But at the end of the day, he's running an organization, too. He was going to hold you hostage for what he wanted from you, which was not as much as what he probably got from Cleveland. I get that. I would have done it because yeah. at the end of the day... We, how many years are we going to sit here and go through this? Yeah, and that's what I said, too. I mean, I, like, so I do understand the point from the Knicks. We're like, all right, you're going to ask us to pay more than everybody else. At some point, we got to say no. At some point, we can't cross that bridge. But I disagree with it as well. I wanted Donovan Mitchell. I thought it was the perfect thing. Everybody said, oh, you're lo after that trade, I'd love these, these basketball guys after the trade to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, Knicks lucked out there because the return was too much, and they would have had an undersized backcourt. My ass undersized backcourt. You put the way that Jalen Brunson has been playing and the way that Donovan Mitchell's been playing, and you put those two hardworking guys who want to win together and in wanted to be Square here Garden and wanted to be here. Right, exactly. I mean, it just it was a no brainer. But I can't, I can't let it go. I even saw Donovan Mitchell's father on Friday night in the Islanders owners <laughs> box, and the first thing I said to him, you know, so John Ledecky introduces me to him. You know, this is Mr. Mitchell's Donovan Mitchell's. You know, works for the Mets. Donovan Mitchell's dad, and I just I turned around and threw my hand up in the air and he starts laughing because he, he does listen to the show and I, I was like I can't get over this and yeah. I, this is I hadn't had a drink at this point either. <laughs> I was the first guy I met in the box I said I can't get over it I mean I'm just and even the Knicks it was right after they had that nice win against the Celtics and I said even though they had this win against the Celtics all I was thinking about is how your son was named an all-star starter that day yeah like, it's all I could think about yeah and how he should be on the Knicks. It's so. a, whether you like it or not, it's a game of superstars. And the Knicks have good players. They don't have superstars. Jalen Brunson might very well be that. You know, he's off to a good start. But they don't have one of those top ten guys. They just don't. And you had a chance to get one. And I would have done everything in my power to do it. I said it then. I will continue to say it. I know it's revisionist history. I get it. But when you talk about the issues that they have and why they continue to kind of run in mud, yeah, they're better. They're better than they've been. They're a, they're a competent basketball team, fun to watch at times, but they're not a championship team. I don't even know if they're, they'll make the playoffs, I suppose, but are they going to be at the bottom with that stupid play-in thing? I, yeah. It's tough. Oh, they're, they're, like a, they're like a good TV show that isn't a great TV show that you watch because nothing else is on. You know, that's what they're like. They're yeah. like that. They're like, they're like Chicago Fire. <laughs> You know, or NCIS. Uh, no, don't get on NCIS. That's a great show. Not gonna I said it was a good, good no, show. No, it's a great show. All right, so what's another one? something years. I've been watching What's the that one Rob thing? Lowe is in? Whatever show I that is. I don't know the answer to that. I like, no so, idea. like, it's a show like that. We're like, ah, I'll put this on because it's good. And, like, keeps my attention for a while. But it's never going to win a Golden Globe. It's never going to win an Emmy. And it's just sort of there. And I can, I can binge a couple episodes yeah. to kill some time. This is where they are when you think about just in terms of the conference. 
they're two games. They're I'm sorry, a game and a half, a game and a half ahead of Atlanta for seventh, and they're two games behind Miami for sixth. I mean, they're just in the middle of, and Washington's not far behind them. Indiana's not far behind them, and they're also not that far from Cleveland. Sure, but, but they can't win at home. Right, right. That's a huge thing. And they'll, if, if they ever met the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Nets in a playoff series, they would get smoked. Did you hear Nick Claxton on Saturday? I did not hear him. He was saying how easy it is to beat the Knicks or something like well, that. Well, I didn't say it that way. I think the question was, you know, have you enjoyed this rivalry, you know, with the Knicks and all these things? I've never really lost to them. Yeah. Not and, a it's been, and now he's not been around for 10 years. I get it. But still. So think about this. When you look at the Eastern Conference, just to magnify this situation, the, hmm, the Orlando Magic are 20 and 31. Mm -hmm. They're 13 and 13 at home. The Knicks are two games under 500 at home. <laughs> It's really amazing that yeah. they can be that bad of a home team, and because if you turn that around, not even I'm not even saying to a 26. I'm not even saying be 20 and six. If instead of being 12 and 14, they were something like 16 and 10. I mean, they shoot up the standings, but they're they're a bad home team. Yeah, and it's 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 there's no end in sight. There's you know what? they should be better. They should be. They shouldn't lose that game last night. I don't care where it's played. But, all right, so even if they are incrementally better and won a few more home games, they're still not competing with the best teams in the conference. So, True. And, and this is, maybe this is okay for Nick's brass. Maybe this is okay for Jim Dolan where you have, I mean, that was a big deal last night. Lakers, Knicks, LeBron, overtime, exciting game. Everybody's there. Place is packed. People are talking about the Knicks. Maybe that's good enough for them. I, I, I don't know. But if I'm Leon Rose and Scott Perry and World Wide West and the Knicks brass, and, and I'm, I'm watching this, and you've made the Knicks somewhat relevant again. They're not the biggest joke in the NBA. No. People do want to come to see them. They're more of a talking point than they have been in years past. But, I mean, is that satisfying to you? I, it's not satisfying to Tom Thibodeau, I can tell you that. Of course not, yeah. Now, of course not. management, I don't know. Ownership, not sure. I heard James Dolan with Craig and Evan the other day, and he seemed like, you know, we're, we're out. I mean, he basically said it. You know, we're, we're, we're okay. He said the Rangers are in a good spot. The Knicks, they're okay. Well, okay's not good enough. And, yeah. But then again, they've been bad, so I guess it's a step in the right direction. Sure, I mean, and, and, and epically bad. And then one of the worst organizations in all of pro team sports. So I I know that it's 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 better, and there were days that we would just clamor for them to just get into the playoffs. But I think the year that they did get in the playoffs and then they got killed, it was like, what are we really doing here? And, and I just I don't know who that next guy is and where you're getting him from. I, it, there's I just, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know who it is. The fact that Donovan Mitchell was someone we talked about was like, there's no, and he signed that big extension with the Jazz. Like, there's no way that they're going to get rid of him now. And they did, and he didn't end up a Nick. Right. Who's the next guy? I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking right now. I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. If you talk about, if you're taking trades off the table for the moment, because any a trade can always happen at yeah. any time, so we, we understand that. I mean, this list this year coming up, you ain't got much help coming. You know, because <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I mean, unless you want to go take Kyrie Irving away from the Nets, I don't think you want to do that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I mean, the, the big names that are, and I'm not even sure if these are restricted or unrestricted, just in terms of free agents this summer, Draymond Green, okay. How about Fred Van Vliet? Yeah. Good player. He is. I mean, kills the Knicks, Game-changing right? player. I don't know about that. 
I mean, because Jalen Brunson's been damn. This is all right. So this is interesting. If you take them singularly, one by one, right? If I tell you Jalen Brunson, I would say he has been an all-star caliber player. I would think Julius Randle this year has been an all-star caliber player. I know they're not star. I get it. But, I mean, they've played well. I think Julius Randle's had a nice bounce-back season, a good bounce-back season. R.J. Barrett, up and down. When he's good, he's outstanding. When he's bad, he's invisible. Emmanuel, quickly to me, has been, when he plays, he's, he's, ter- he's terrific. He really is. But for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to work in terms of getting to that next level. Maybe more time? You tell me. Like yeah. They've got good players. This is not a terrible basketball team. No, it's it's not. But they what they needed was if they were going to compete this year, like really compete, like win around and take a good team to six games or seven games or something like that, they needed R.J. Barrett to turn into a legit, no doubt, no conversation, top 20 player in the league. And he's not and he hasn't become that. that yet. No. He's he's a good player. He's not become a good player. And I just yet. I and I, I'm at the point where I'm thinking that maybe this is his ceiling. Maybe, but he's still twenty three. But he's been in a league now I for understand. a number of years. I, I, mean, I, I get it. It's I get baby it. steps. You know man. what they do need to in terms of to what you're talking about? When you're dealing with the Giannis's and the MBs, like who's slowing them down? Yeah. Nobody. Uh, just each other. That's who slows each <laughs> I mean, but everybody else, no way. Uh, Michael and Dumont, what's going on, Michael? Hey, Gio, uh, Reco, what's going on? Hey, what's up, man? Not much. Uh, so, um, about the Knicks, uh, I think it starts from the from the top down. I, I think Dolan cares about the Rangers way more than he cares about the Knicks. As long as the Knicks is selling out the house as they usually do, he's fine with it. But um, I'm going to piggyback off of that Barrett thing. It really is how he plays, how the the, the game turns out. If he's on fire with Randall and uh, Jalen, he's he's he. The game we're gonna win, like how we did in yeah. Boston. I mean, it was awesome. But once he slows down, once he stops missing, once he starts bricking, I mean, the game really starts slowing down. And like you said, how are we gonna stop uh, Giannis? How are we gonna stop LeBron? I mean, when are we gonna get a big man down low, right? Who can really dominate, like you know, like a power forward who can dominate down low but then can come up the court and win and score and score when he wants and score at leisure because as a Knicks fan I mean it, it's disgusting we haven't seen anything like since 98 and and now it's to the point like like why are we even Knicks fans like why are we even talking about that like, you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying Gio and I talk to you I, this, I mean, this is Mike that you always talk about fishing with yeah yeah of course Mike yeah yeah, and, you know, it's just, it's sickening. It's like with my Jets, and it's just, you know, it's with all of this. It's like, when is the ownership going to override, right, the the general manager and really put money on the table? Well, but they've tried, and- Michael, and it's always great hearing from you. Jim Dolan, as much as I think he's a bozo, he would pay anything if he could fix this team with money. Would do Money's anything. not the problem. I mean, he's hired coaches, paid him a ton, fired coaches, paid three coaches at a time, gave Phil Jackson because he thought Phil Jackson was going to be the answer a gazillion dollars. He's done those things when he can, and he'd pay any player that he could if he thought the team was going to put him over the top and win a championship. It's not that, and I don't. And as far as him caring more about the Rangers than the Knicks, I think you're wrong with that as well. I mean, I think he's meddled with the Knicks much more than he has with the Rangers, and he's sort of been hands off there, and that's why they've had more success, but the apathy factor is a huge problem. 
you know, for fans like me and Michael and other Knicks fans that are real Knicks fans, you know, not the people that, are, that look at the Garden as entertainment central, LeBron's in here, Steph Curry's in here, whatever. Let's go to a Knicks game because it's cool. You know, there's two distinct different types of people that are in that building. Let's go to Ron in Delaware. What's going on, Ron? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I totally agree with you. That last night's game was pathetic, and I put the blame on this one with Thibodeau and uh, Randall. I mean, you come down the stretch and you get four seconds left in the game, and what's your play? Get the ball to Randall, who can't make a last-second shot to save his life. He's never made one, I, I don't think. And even if he drives, he's driving on LeBron. You think the refs are going to call a foul on LeBron in the clutch? They didn't call one for him. <laughs> I, I know. I know, but still, the, when it's going against him, you think they're going to call a foul and give Randall the shot? Not to say he'd go to the free-throw line and clank two off the back iron, which he normally does in the clutch. He's great when it comes to like the last four minutes of a game. Then he fades, and he goes away. But to call up that play when you got Brunson, who can drive the lane and do something with it and make a shot, to give it to Randall is just like handing the overtime. It's like it's, this isn't going anywhere. I mean, I watch the Knicks quite a lot. They are the worst team when it comes to getting off a shot with a couple of seconds to go in a game. I think if you bet on FanDuel, it would be that they get they don't even get the shot off in time, nevertheless make it. <laughs> yeah, Ron, all, all fair criticisms, especially last night. Everybody thought the same thing. It was a first guess, not a second guess. Even if Julius Randle won the game, they would have said, oh my God, I can't believe that Julius Randle just won the game because I would have never put the ball in his hands in that situation. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. You're right about that. But those are the those are the micro things that are going on with the Knicks. They, and they need a star. Yeah. And 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 how how you get that guy. And Jalen Brunson is is very, very close to that. Right, but it's you need more than that. Exactly. I mean, if you imagine if you had him with a superstar next to him, again, I think Randall's good. I think Barrett's good, but I don't think they're great. They're good. And that's not an insult, but they're not on the level of Durant and LeBron. They're just not. No. And it's not it, I think that the gap is Humongous, it's, yeah, you know, it's and and looking at the unrestricted free agent list, there's not a lot of help coming. No, absolutely not. Has to be a trade. Has to be a guy that wants out somewhere, which usually happens. But you know, you had the best case scenario this offseason. I don't know didn't how work. it would get better than what you had in yeah. terms of opportunity. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, Boomer Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Looks awesome outside, doesn't it? That was just a beautiful shot of oh, I didn't see. February in New York City as we are here February 1st. Look at that. That's oh, just, I mean, it's God. as good as it gets in American life, I would think. You see these uh, buildings that are pumping out this toxic sludge from the top. And you Where's see Batman? The, right, you see the, or the Joker, or the Penguin. Uh, yeah, you see the, the nice gray skies and the uh, snow that's on top of the buildings. I mean, this really is what you dream of. This is the, all the opportunities that are out there for everybody. You know what it's going to look nicer? Next week, when we see palm trees and cactuses and sunshine. Cacti. Oh, my God. I'm going to be dry. You say cacti, I say cactus. I'm going to be dry humping a cacti out there. <laughs> I don't be care. careful with that. Yeah, right. that's probably not the best thing to try. <laughs> Juggling scorpions, I'm going to be so happy. Uh, the weather looks great. I don't see a cloud at all. And it's going right. to be in the low 70s. Uh, that I saw at least as yes as uh, recent as yesterday. That sounds outstanding. Nice. Yeah, it must be nice. Is right, CeeLo. Get out of here for a little bit during February. Mm. The good news there's good news, bad news. The good news is our day is over at around eight a.m. out there because of the time change. Yeah. The bad news is it starts at it starts around uh, two a.m. <laughs> nice little uh, late morning nap for you. You'll be good. Is that right? Two right? Three a.m. We're on. No four. Yeah, three a.m. Oh God. Are you I, not doing no warm up? No, we are three. That's what I'm saying. It's two hours difference. Oh, it's only yeah. It's this only two time of year. Three. It's two. Yep. All right. So I wonder if Boomer's going to have like an event that's late, and then of course show, he is shows up at you know basically with no sleep, and then when he invites us and we don't go, he's going to wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Well, his his uh, agency has an event, and I looked at it's nine p.m. Yeah. I know. I saw that. I know. I got the same invite. Nine. I, I was like, I, oh, maybe I'll go to this. This get, is nice. Did I didn't you get either. that invite? I did not. Me neither. Hmm. That's nice. I have gotten it in years past. I got nothing. Did you check your mailboxes here? I did. Like physical mailbox? Physical. I, I haven't looked at the that. physical thing, I think. The last time I saw that is the same time G checked his work email. <laughs> right. Like, my went back there and I was like, Chernoff fired me three years ago? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, CeeLo is here with another update. What's up, Chris? All right, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We'll do the Knicks first this hour. We already heard how regulation ended. Julius Randle swarmed by Anthony Davis and LeBron James not able to get a shot off, which proved costly because the Lakers controlled the extra session at the Garden. Under three minutes to play in overtime. Westbrook curls in, dishes for the Davis Jam, uncontested on a beautiful setup by Russell Westbrook. Oh, was it Thomas Bryant that had that flying dunk down the lane? Yeah, I think it was. God. Yeah. And then you had the the, uh, the Schroeder heave at the half. Unbelievable, which yeah. Which was just, I mean, basically. That is creepy. No, what is guy by the name of Bryant on the Lakers. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I know. I thought about that before. It really is. And you almost feel for him. But yeah. yeah, one hell of an athletic play yesterday. The anniversary I mean, of that was just a couple days ago. Yeah, Kobe. Yeah, I remember this was was actually you were you were in here with me because I think Boomer was doing this exact thing. Is that true? Yeah, I'm almost positive. I have no recollection of that. Yeah, I remember getting the news. I was home and saying, "You're right." It was a Sunday. I think it was a Sunday. Yeah, and I was then, doing updates here. So okay, I don't remember. Yeah, that. I'm almost almost positive that it was me and you hosting 
that that next morning. Okay, I might have been with you guys then. You know what? Now morning. that you're that saying that, you yeah. probably were. Now that you're saying that, you're a hundred percent correct because I remember taking an absolute beating on social media because I never looked at Kobe as like Jordan, and I thought he's great. Yeah, but I never looked at him as like that. See, I see, I loved Kobe. Absolutely loved him. When Joe and Evan and I went out to uh, L.A. for those couple of years, and we went to Laker games those two times, and seeing him was one of the coolest things. Oh, ever. I'm sure. And I went to his post game press conference and sat there and watched it. And there was sat this, there. He didn't ask a question. I didn't. I almost did. I but I didn't. There was a guy that asked a question. who was like a local radio personality there named Vic the Brick. And he had like this stupid like winter hat on and a big long beard. And you know who Mark Kriegel is? Yeah, of course. Writer. So Mark Kriegel, when Vic the Brick stands up and asks a question, he turns to Joe Beningo and he goes, this guy makes you look like Edward R. Murrow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a good line. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. So the uh, dunk there from AD put LA up five. They would finish off the Knicks 129-123. Triple-double for LeBron. <laughs> First game at the Garden in just over three years for him. He had 28, 11 assists, and 10 boards. The Knicks did rally from down six with under two minutes to play. Jalen Brunson right in the middle of it all. He had the game-tying floater and then drew the charge to get the ball back for the Knicks. But that uh, final play of regulation was a bit of a dud. Looked like Brunson was open at the three-point line as Randall got bottled up. Tom Thibodeau says, of course, it's not that simple. Well, there's three options on that play. Yeah. you got to read the defense. Like I said, there's three options on that play, and so they have to read the defense. LeBron was on Jalen. But quickly left him as soon as Randall moved towards the basket, and uh, Tibbs kept saying that they had to read the defense, as you heard, and then later said he'd need to watch the tape, of course, before commenting if Randall could have done anything differently on the play. No surprise, Brunson wasn't about to throw his teammate. Had this terrible thought of, like, right. Tom Thibodeau. Like ninety years old, sitting by himself in a, in a recliner, recliner, going. Okay. There's three options on that play. <laughs> Got to read the defense. There's three options on that play. <laughs> Uncle Tom, want some more applesauce? <laughs> There's three options on that play. <laughs> what a morbid saying? thought. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just because it's just something Jerry entire life has come up with, right? Basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not going to be a guy who like enjoys his to himself. Yeah, yeah, retirement. Steven, is it possible to rerun that play one more time? Is that possible? Which the final play? Yeah, Steven, back today. Steven Waldron. Sure he, he is, is there. Yeah, he okay. is there. Yep, I'm here. All right. Like I get LeBron starts on Brunson. That's the, well, this is the charge. Yeah, yeah. So I'm probably part of the, the package the coming the other play. way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sec. Let's be yeah, it's a great awesome. play by Brunson. Play ice, so we'll get it right now. All right. Cool. Thank you. In the Br uh, Brunson leads the league in taking charges. Mm. It's pretty cool. Very heady player. Yes, he is. He's we, better than I thought he was. I think. Well, because we're getting a chance to watch him a lot. every day. Correct. You're right. All right. While well, we wait for that, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let me give you Brunson, uh, who wasn't about to get on Randall publicly, at least about that play. Kind of a difficult area for him to kind of just get a shot for those two guys right there. So, um, it was tough, but, I mean, he was aggressive. He was. Brunson finished with 37 to lead all scores. 40 minutes apiece for Quentin Grimes and Isaiah Hartenstein in this one, while Emmanuel quickly played 39 off the bench. So, uh, you just did that, too. Ian was doing that last night. It's I've heard Hartenstein? I've heard a few of the broadcasters heard that do it before. now as well. Okay. Yes. I thought it was Hartenstein. Well, I know Hartenstein is wrong, but Hartenstein. Yeah. Hartenstein. You got to yeah. I didn't really Mel Brooks bit about this. Like, yes, I think you're right. Yeah, is, is it the young Frankenstein or something? Steen or I Stein? Should, I should know, yeah. Ramstein. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I think you might be right about young Frankenstein. I should know that. Oh, it's Frankenstein. Or I love something, that. something yeah, yeah. there. Fra- yeah, Dr. Fra- yeah, Frankenstein and Frankenstein. And then, yeah, with Igor. No, it's Igor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's yeah. Young something Frankenstein. there. It's young, yeah, you're right. It is young Frankenstein. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, R.J. Barrett did not see the floor. Final 11.51. Tibbs asked about that in the postgame. We were just looking for a group to, to get going, you know, so... The group that was out there was what we went with. Yep, another loss at MSG. They're now 12-14 and 14 at home. Got to figure it out because this was the start of a four-game homestand. They've got the Heat tomorrow night, followed by the Clippers and the Sixers back-to-back on Saturday and Sunday. They could lose all four. Mm-hmm. Sure. Very easily. Clippers had a comeback win last night. Kawhi with 33. Man. 20 plays. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Nets will visit the Celtics this evening. We've got coverage on the fan as well as the free Odyssey app beginning at 7.15. Local college hoops, UConn a winner at DePaul You got any bogus sound? From Fordham? No, from UConn, yes. yes. Good point. I was just for people that maybe don't know who we who yeah, yeah. games for. Um, I don't at the moment. I can effort that for you. You should effort that they for next hour. As did Quinnipiac. Who did uh, Fordham play? Don't know. They didn't play Charleston, didn't they? No, they lost. Know. No, that's Hofstra on Saturday. I took a quick they, look Oh, at the, God. Uh, Charleston was ranked, right? Yes. I think 19 or something. What the hell? This was I'm a blanking out right, right now. This was a big game for uh, yes, Fordham. Yes, it was. And I'm completely blanking out. Big game at home against St. Louis. That's who it was. St. Louis. Big game. Big A-10 game. It was a huge game for them. Because St. Louis. What's the uh, nickname of St. Louis? Seven Eddie? and seven and one in the eight ten. Okay, <laughs> Eddie. Hello. Say again, now. Nickname ah. of St. Louis University. Uh mm, oh, Billikins. No, nailed it. Damn, thought I had wow. it for a second. He <laughs> was almost off his game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what popped in my head was Pelicans. Close. Then I said that can't be right because there's no Pelicans in St. Louis. Oh, the Cardinals. No, that's it. Oh, it is Billikins. A bird, though, right? Ah, the Billikins. Is that ah, a bird? the Billikins. Is a Billikin a bird? It sounds I like have a no bird. idea what a Billikin is. Eddie? Yes, it's okay, a bird. very good. Uh, St. John's in Seton Hall tonight at Garden Seca, <laughs> and Jerry will be with Rutgers at home no. against Minnesota. Nah. Not a bird? No, a Billikin is a mythical good luck figure who <laughs> represents things as they ought to be. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that's it. Eddie, Eddie was like, yeah, we'll go with the bird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as they it, ought to be. Hey, things as they ought to be. And this billikin looks a like, like a, creature. some sort of troll thing. So do you walk around with that mm. thing for luck? It's pronounced Frankenstein. There it is. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Do you also for. say Froderick? <laughs> You're right. Frankenstein. <laughs> I knew somewhere in my brain. <laughs> it's Igor. Yeah. That's such a good movie. Uh, oh, it is creepy looking. Yeah, the billikin. I know. Yeah, that Billiken mascot is the, the mascot's stuff of nightmares. okay. This like this statue thing I'm looking at. So here. you put like that in your pocket and walk around for good luck? Is that the idea uh, of it? Uh, I have no idea. Or maybe you role play and put that on. Think, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what's nuts is somewhere someone's doing. There's it. no question someone had sex wearing that thing. <laughs> oh, definitely whoever the mascot is, one hundred percent. You're def- you're missing it. out on an opportunity. Like, if you're telling me the Philly Fanatic hasn't done, you know, with the costume on. <laughs> the Philly Fanatic versus the St. Louis Billikens, a little, maybe not as iconic. The, the Billiken head is kind hey, of Hey, Eddie, freaky. we have the final play. Right oh, in cool. Oh, yes. awesome. Thank you, awesome, man. Yeah, two minutes late. Yeah. We're talking about Billikens having sex now, Stephen. We don't need it anymore. Now, in fairness, that's not his fault. Not Mike. Not Mike. Oh. But you ever see, like, the thrusting of the Philly fanatics? Yes. We yeah, yeah. Well, but thing. nothing better than the Jaguar guy oh, in the thong. Yeah. Right, right. That, that, yeah, that, that was, was intense. Legendary, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a great conversation with a Pittsburgh parrot once about mascots. 
And like he he loved being the parrot, but he said <laughs> if he the only one he would leave for would be the Philly fanatic. And he was a Pittsburgh guy. So he didn't love Philly. That's a real thing in the yeah, mascot oh, community, yeah. right? But was the, sure. What about the San Diego San Diego chicken? Not into that. No, he did not. He didn't, he didn't mention the, the San chicken. Diego chicken. Do they even do I, the chicken anymore? Yeah, I don't think he's there anymore. Yeah, I don't. Is think that the, true? Yeah. I was there for a couple games. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't. I think the chicken's out. How would you not know what a triple double is? But you know that the San Diego <laughs> chicken is not a thing. <laughs> I'm big on mascots. <laughs> <laughs> but this was an awesome conversation. It was down at Pirate Spring Training, and he was in the costume. And I didn't know. You know, and he came, he came over to me, and he didn't want to, like, break character. But so he's like, he's like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> 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 like, I was like, what's up, man? He's like, oh. So we were having a con. He, he liked the deep sea fish as well. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you doing any charter fishing this time around? I'm like, no, 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 no parrot. I'm not. <laughs> no parrot. But he never broke character. Never broke voice? character. Just did it wow. with the voice. Yeah, that's funny. It was nuts. <laughs> I whacked my own chicken last oh. night for dinner. <laughs> Whacking the chicken. <laughs> so I guess San Diego whacked the chicken. He's no longer the mascot there. I didn't know that. I should have known that having been there a couple uh, times. Right? Would you like to break down this final play now? Or we... <laughs> yeah, Next go, hour, I guess. I don't know. Right, no. I would like to see it. For you, so let's do it. All right, if he does I'm have it. time for anything else. Good. Yeah. Right, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a, a jet. He's put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, right, here it is. Right, right here, you got to try to pass, no? I, the problem is he's double teamed. So? Yeah, well, I, what I wanted, it's... Look, All I mean, good, Stephen. I was kind of hoping. Nah, yeah, he could have. I don't know. About that. That gives you the oh, yeah, remember though. On Brunson, You've got there's not, four right. seconds. He gets the ball. He's double teamed immediately. Right. So give it up if Let you Brunson can. Shoot. It's not that easy. You're I making know. it sound like he's wide open in the opportunity to shoot six, instead. Eight, Davis is what yeah, six it's eleven. Not easy. I get it. That's a tough play. Yeah. Tough play. Well defended. How about that? It was very well defended, and LeBron went straight up and down and got the block. So, how about they change the goaltend? Yeah. You never see that. No, I. Yeah, but that was interesting. Too. That is a that is a rare one. Yeah, but it's replay in sports, Jerry. It's unpredictable. Oh, that's true too. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I saw something that's problematic for me, Jerry. And this, this is that Giselle oh. Bunchin is apparently going to do an interview with Vanity Fair. Yeah. And she's going to talk and, and uh, break her silence, they say, about the Tom Brady relationship. Right. And I don't like that at all. I don't like it. Because whatever she says in there, to me, she's getting paid to do it. And then it's one side of the story. And then she's going to say all this stuff that makes Tom Brady look like a jerk. And that, to me, is not a good thing. Giselle, 
You got enough money. You don't need to air your dirty laundry at Vanity Fair. Go to wherever you want to go to horseback riding with the jujitsu instructor and move on with your life. Tom Brady just went through hell this past year. He had to leave training camp. His mom has been sick. He goes through his divorce. It was a miserable season for him. He's got to worry now about the rest of his life and kids and custody and when he's going to see him. And he's now no longer married. And now you got to put this stuff in a magazine just to, to pour some salt on the wound. I don't think she says anything controversial. That's so, what I think. So then why would Van... Well, I guess well because it's a big get. But I, I don't think she's going to say anything that's going to make him look bad. I don't. Other than he wouldn't stop playing football. That's what I think comes out of this. And remember, he's got his radio show, which I, I know he did this week. I would think he'll do it again next week. I don't know why he wouldn't unless yeah. he, because the Super Bowl hasn't ended yet. So right. he'll have a chance to respond if, in fact, she goes there. But the things that I've read is that they are, quote, unquote, co-parenting. And yeah. that they're fine. Well, they're they just put not that married anymore. Yeah, they, they put those things out there. Co-parenting. What was that? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and somebody else. I forget. It was conscious uncoupling they put out there, which is the most ridiculous euphemistic phrase for we hate each other that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so, everybody hates each other. Well, I mean, it happens a lot. It does happen These a lot. These two had had enough, and they had big fights and everything, and that was it. And she decided to move on from Sometimes you can be more friend. You can be better friends apart than you are together. Sometimes. I have one friend that's like that. Really? Mm-hmm. They get along very well after they got divorced. Huh. It's strange, but it does happen. Oh, so, I mean, obviously one person didn't have some sort of cataclysmic event or horrible decision no. that led to the divorce. No. They just looked at each other one day and be like, ah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's the way it was put, but I yeah. think you're pretty close. Okay. Interesting. I think you're pretty close. It just wasn't working and it just was time to move How on. How old were their kids when this happened? Um, I would say nine and nine and 13. Yeah. See, that's, I mean, that's tough Maybe on 10 them. 10 and 13, something like that. One was a teenager for sure. Yeah, I feel like that's tough on him. But who knows? Anyway. You, but you know what? If you don't see mom and dad screaming at one another and they're getting along. That's true. I mean, you're not wrong. I agree. It's still life-changing for the kids, absolutely. But maybe maybe they're better off. Maybe. And now, maybe she says really nice things about Tommy. <laughs> no way. And by the way, like Tom Brady's never going to say anything about his personal life to Jim Gray on that radio show. He will never, ever, ever. You're right, but he would have the opportunity to if he wanted to. Right. That's guess, all I'm saying. I could just hear... Jim Gray asking those questions. Oh Tom, <laughs> is your ex-wife a bitch? He's <laughs> not going to ask him that. Tom, I know she's a supermodel, but I never found her all that attractive. No, he's not going to say that either. Thoughts? What the hell's wrong with you? Tom was throwing F-bombs at him last week, just asking about his career. Right. Tom, made up or not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> that Jim Gray, Tom Brady relationship, very strange to me. Well, Jim Gray's had relationships with a lot of athletes, even right him and Kobe. Weren't they tight? Yeah, and him and LeBron, remember, because he did the decision. That's right. He was the one that did that when he went to Miami. I forgot about that. Hey, Jim Gray must be like really cool away from microphones <laughs> because what he gives in front of the microphone yeah. is not very interesting. No, but he gets the big name gets uh, get, uh, guests. Yeah, he does. He does. He always Somehow, has. some way. Yeah, always figures has. out a way. Even had even had Brady before the radio show. He was doing the Monday night game at halftime for years and years. That's right. I don't know if they still do that or not, but I know as of last year they were still doing that. 
Oh, this is that. The CBS Are you going to watch this? No. CBS Sports Network put up this uh, 80 picture. 80 for Brady or 80, 80 for 80? Yeah, 80 for Brady. I think Tom Brady might be the oldest one in that picture. Uh, so, you know, you've By the got... way, I would watch this before I would watch the movie we were talking about yesterday on the podcast. Cocaine Bear? Yeah. Uh, no, Whale, I thought. Oh, Whale, yeah. With Brendan Fraser. Oh, yeah. I saw Whale with Brendan Fraser. You saw it? I saw it in the it's, theater. It's got to be horribly depressing, is it not? Um, mm, I wouldn't say horribly depressing, no. I thought it was interesting enough, but it's. I didn't know it was a play before the movie. I didn't either. And while I was watching it, I was like, this feels like a play to me because... It, everything is from the same room and like people knock on the door and come in and he's there and like the the, the entire movie is from this mm. one thing so i was like this just feels like a play in a set and i turned out that that's what it was but i thought it was okay i was expecting great things from it and i and i thought it was okay you know what i thought was fascinating as a movie was this banshees from insurance colin farrell's in it don't know it. This is nominated for Best Picture, was nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> but it's, um, I thought that was great. And, and by the way, Top Gun Maverick was na- nominated for Best Picture, which I hope wins. Because that's was, a movie. And that movie was tremendous. That is a movie. And I didn't, I actually, I knew what people were saying about it. Yeah. And yet I went into it not expecting much. Yeah. I just thought, you know, people have always been over the top about that, that movie, the first one. Mm-hmm. And I thought they're going to love it no matter what it is. So I went into a watch, and eh, it was a lot better than I expected it to be. Yeah, and it was always oh, so much fun. In the theaters, I was in the theater going, <laughs> dodging through the mountains. And Boomer had Cruise. said that, too, that you got, now we didn't. We watched it at home, and I still thought it was awesome. I can only yeah. imagine in the theater with the noise and the speakers what it must have been like. And this Banshee's from Interim, before like people watch this and go, what are you, crazy? First of all, it's a very thick Irish accent, so I would suggest putting on the subtitles, because there's sometimes you miss stuff, but... If you're into like a little bit next level storytelling, I think they do what does that mean amazing. Next level. It's not it's not like surfacey. Like you have the to really it's yes. Like yeah. you have to think but hold on, it's <sighs> but in a way I, I don't like the deep either. You see some of the stuff me. I watch. Don't make me think. But it but it does though. Mm. It does entertain you. And then when you realize like what they were trying to do with it, I was like, man, that was really smart and creative. And I appreciated it at the end. Yeah, but, I think I'll pass. Okay, that's fine. You gotta talk me out of it, <laughs> but you don't. <laughs> but like, how long was it? More than an hour forty? Yeah, it was probably a little more than that. Yeah. And does it involve actual banshees or no? No, not actual. Well, there's there's a woman who I think is like this old woman who represents death in the movie, and I think that she is <laughs> sort of a banshee, if you will, figuratively, but. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna see the movie, I can explain it to you. Cause I, so I told my mom, you should see this movie. And then she came back, she goes, I hated this movie. <laughs> and then I said to her, well, did you understand it? And she goes, no. And then I explained it to her and she goes, oh my God, I gotta change my opinion on this movie. That's genius. Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. So is there like a sort of a mythical element to it? No, not at all. This is a movie for Eddie. I'll pass. <laughs> the, no, but I don't think be. it is actually. No. It's, I don't think it is. Not sci-fi at all. I'll explain it to him. Who's the right. star in the movie? Colin Farrell. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a, another guy who's very popular guy. That the two friends, and the one friend decides he doesn't want to be friends with them anymore. Just one day, he's like, "You're just I'm padded. Wow, you're dull. <laughs> I'm not going to waste the rest of my life talking that, to you about." Is that what Paul did to you, Mal? <laughs> <laughs>
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.